0: Care for changing lives. Learning about Hospice Quinty on 91X. I'm Paul Martin from Hospice Quinty. When someone you love is dying, there are a million things that go through your mind on a day-to-day basis. As a caregiver for that person, the list of tasks is long and seemingly endless, and you never know when things may change in a sudden and meaningful way. There's constant stress and fatigue that's often caused by a complete or partial lack of resources and not having enough time to stop and think or take a break to allow yourself time to rest and recharge. In the midst of all the medical appointments, the physical work, and emotionally demanding moments with family members, there never seems to be any energy or time left for you. So the real question you have to ask yourself is, who cares for the caregiver? And if you're the caregiver, then the answer, not surprisingly, should be you. Many people will instinctively resist putting themselves first, even if only for a short period of time, because it conflicts with their basic concept of what it means to be a caregiver. If I spend time on myself, then are I taking away time that I should be spending on the person who needs it the most? Isn't that just being selfish? I can always do a little bit more. While it's nice to think that we have endless amounts of energy, in truth, we're all human beings, and human beings have needs, and human beings have limits. Ironically, as we acknowledge the desires of our loved one and try to anticipate every possible need, no matter how small, we often neglect our own needs till our own health suffers. We often pour ourselves so completely into the task that we don't take the time to think about the personal, social, and emotional cost, and that can be self-defeating and even dangerous. The best way to justify spending time on yourself is the very nature of this new relationship. If no one cares for the caregiver, then not just one, but two people are now at risk. The second person is more or less reliant on you for the day-to-day and especially arranging higher-end medical care and assistance. That's a very important and demanding job, and you have to be clear-headed and well-rested to give yourself the best chance to make good and reasonable decisions. This is especially important if you're jointly or solely making choices about the type of care or medical treatment to be used in the future. A rushed decision or one that you feel may be made under duress or distraction is much more likely to bring with it a sense of doubt, guilt, or anger sometime in the future. Even more importantly, there's still a person to consider outside of the relationship with that other person. You have a life, a sense of self, needs, wants, and dreams that are uniquely your own. While you can set that aside for a time, it should not be completely buried because that can lead to feelings of resentment and anger, which can impair or damage the caregiver relationship. That, in turn, can lead to guilt and a number of other damaging emotions, both during and after the person's illness. You deserve some time for yourself, to be yourself, and to live for yourself and not just others. The biggest obstacle to any of that, of course, is time. It's the one thing that can be the hardest to find and the most precious of all, depending on the nature of the diagnosis at hand. The cornerstone of self-care is listening to your own wants and needs, and that begins with taking the time to relax and think. Take a walk outside of the building, watch something on TV, take a short trip, or head out and grab a coffee, read a book, do whatever it takes to take your mind off the current situation by forcing yourself to be somewhere else, even if only for a short period of time. Meditation can also be helpful. Exercise is vital and often ignored or underappreciated. Then when you have the time, make sure the other cornerstones of self-care are being properly supported. Find the time to get the sleep you need. Socialize whenever possible, even online if you're not able to get out as much as you should. Watch your diet and make sure you're eating properly most of the time. And closely monitor any drinking activity to make sure it doesn't develop into something more serious. When it comes to the issue of time management, Hospice Quinty can help. We assist terminally ill individuals and their caregivers by offering them support and companionship. Our visiting volunteers can provide families of palliative individuals with four hours of respite care each week. And that time can be used to go run some errands, take that badly needed time out, or just get some sleep, which is probably long overdue in some cases. The one thing we never seem to have enough of is time. But that's exactly what you can get back through Hospice Quinty, along with the peace of mind that comes with making sure your loved one is being looked after by someone with training, compassion, and caring. Learn more by visiting hospicequinty.ca and listen for new information each week at this time on Alternative Radio 91X.